podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. Hey there, folks. This is Justin Hiles of the Viva La Cats podcast, which is now proudly presented by the Big 12's premier podcasting group, the 1012 Network. My co-host Steve and I cover all the ins and outs of Cincinnati football and basketball, for better or for worse. We release a new episode every single week, sometimes with guests, sometimes it's just the two of us kicking back talking Bearcats. So, if you like raw emotion and heavy recency bias, we are definitely victims of that. It clouds our conscious, and it should cloud yours too. We also have an every once in a while Twitter Spaces post-game review on our page at Pod on Twitter, where we invite all of our friends and enemies to discuss everything that we just witnessed minutes prior. If you like your podcast with a laid-back environment, way too serious about stupid ideas, the deepest of stat pools, or just straight-up white noise, then you've come to your one-stop shop for everything Bearcats. Viva the Cats. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen, a small, Local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your Marshmallow Couch and other sweet treats at ModernAppalachianKitchen.com. We are part of the 1012 Patreon. Please be a part of our 1012 Patreon where you can get behind the scenes information, show participation, and other things. It is www.patreon.com slash 1012 network. Thanks everyone for listening and supporting the Raspy Voice Kids. How good does this week feel? Four in a row? They talk about trusting the climb for years now. A lot of us jumped off the bandwagon, but Neil Brown has done it four in a row. This is JN Fiener, the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm here with my brother. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. Hey, and what a great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you were. We win. Point blank. Period. We win. 4-1. 2-0 in the Big 12. Man, it feels good, Brandon. How'd you feel feeling watching the game? Uh, I could talk about that, but the first thing I'm going to talk about is you said Neil Brown has done it. Neil Brown has done nothing, Jeremy. Neil Brown has won four games in a row. If the season ends today, great. It doesn't end today. He's won four in a row. He has done nothing yet. However, I like the trajectory of the Neil Brown experience thus far in the year of our Lord, 2023. How I felt watching the game is how I felt watching the games all season long. What is going on? Can we hang on? Oh my goodness, we did it. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Let's sing our song. That's how I felt last night. Jeremy, it felt good. It always feels good when we win. 
It feels so much better. It, you know, like they said, the top feels so much better. 50 Cent says it feels so much better at the top. And that's how it feels. Because right now it feels like we're on top of the world, even though we're not technically, we're not even ranked yet. The AP poll came out. We're not ranked. We're only getting six votes. It just feels right. Winning four in a row for the first time since 2018 for the first time under Neil Brown. Beating TCU. TCU. Neil Brown is now 3-0 and against TCU. Uh, sorry, no, not 3-0. and He's 3-0 and in Fort Worth. It's a good feeling. I just feel bad. I feel great. Actually, no, I feel great. I felt alive. Waking up Sunday morning, you just feel like a different person. The air's just a little bit more crisp. The sun's just a little bit more bright. Your flavor's just a little more strong. It feels good, but the thing you said to start this, you said, Neil Brown, what has Neil Brown done? He's done nothing. I think that resonates with a lot of people. There's some people who are saying, hey, give this guy a break. The guy's four and one. The other half are saying, what has he done really, if you really look at it? And that's unfortunate. And that's unfortunate because he's caused us to feel the way that some of us feel. It's not our fault that these last... Four years have been trying and tough. It's not our fault. Like, we look at, we, we celebrate his three wins in a row. I get that. But, Brandon, do you know how many times we've lost three games in a row under him out of the four years that we've been playing with him, under him? How many? How many? All but one, Brandon. All but one. Every single you year. Mean, you, mean, you, mean, you mean every single season it's happened? Yeah, 2019. We started off three and one before we lost five straight games. 2021, we lost three in a row. 2022, we lost three games in a row. The only season it didn't happen was in the COVID year. So when you say, what has he done? I say, he's won four in a row. And I say with my chest. No, no, You are a Kobe disciple. You love Kobe so much that you, I think, tell me if I'm wrong. I think you put Kobe above LeBron. Am I right? Ah, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, okay, but you still love Kobe. I do, I do. And you, you love Kobe. And what does Kobe say, Jeremy? What did Kobe say when they were up 3 three nothing in, in the playoffs? Oh, no. hey, it's not finished. What did he say? Uh, is jobs it, not finished. That's what it was. Jobs not finished. Job finished yet? Jobs not, jobs not finished. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not hating on Neil Brown. This is not a disrespect towards Neil Brown. I would say this whether it was D, uh, Dana Holgerson, Rich Rodriguez, uh, but Brandon, here's my question to you: What is the job? I know what Kobe's the, job was. The job Co- is a, the job is the job is to finish no, the season. No, Kobe's job was to win a championship. Therefore, being up was no big deal because that wasn't the job. What is your thoughts on what Neil Brown's job is this year? So Neil Brown, I said he had to win five games to make okay. to, to keep his wait 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 to keep his job. And that was not for me. That was not to appease me. That was to appease his bosses. That was to appease his boosters. That was to appease the board. What? So, I, what so, winning, he, had to, what, so he had to win five games. What, what, how many wins would he have had to get to appease? I also hate Pitt, Brandon Phoenix. So with this schedule, before the season, looking at the schedule, if he, would, if he won six to seven games, I would have been appeased with what I thought was a gauntlet. At this point, looking at what I see at this schedule – not being four and one. This is before the TCU game, seven to eight games. And I'm like, yeah, he did his job. He won the games he should have won. He did what he ought to have done. That's where I, that's where I feel Neil Brown will have landed. That said, if he goes to a bowl game and can win the bowl game, I'll, I'll be satisfied. 
And, and the thing I like about it is it's real. You're you're the kind of Mountaineer fan. We we don't set low expectations, but Brandon, I've been beaten to submission. So when I wake up, I don't think about Neil Brown. My feelings about Neil Brown are are still what they are. I know he's four and one. I know he'll probably be six and one. My feelings about Neil Brown are what they are. But I will tell you that I have no hate, and I'm not saying you're hating, uh, but I'm saying some people are. I have no negativity because I've learned appreciate and just just bask in it and just let it just wash all over your body when West Virginia wins. Because what we've learned for the past few years, it's hard to come by. So we're sitting at four and one. We're at the top of the conference. There's a lot of people feeling way worse in those games that we barely lost or made stupid mistakes to to, to lose games are not happening this year. We're getting the benefit of the doubt. We're getting, you know, those small inches that we need. Either way, I don't care. We're four and one. I have nothing to complain about at this point. I really don't. Roger Roger on Twitter tweeted in response to two people who were talking about this. It was Mike Asty, Randy Jerko. Mike Asty did his typical, I don't know who needs to hear this line, but there's no way Neil Brown is getting fired. Okay, we get that. Randy Jerko said, those aren't fans. Those are people that want to say, I told you so. Fans want him to, be, to win and be successful. Roger Roger said, you guys are creating a straw man. Nobody who cheers for WVU, whether they like Neil or not, is unhappy about winning. A fan can be happy with a 4-1 and start, yet remain skeptical about the head coach and the direction of the program. 100%. That, that, that was very well said. That is the nail on the head. That's the nail on the head. That's exactly where I am with this. I'm happy about being four and one. I want to finish the season 11 and one and in the college football playoff. If that happens, of course, that would change my, my opinion of Neil if he was able to do that. Because that would mean, or 12 and one and in the college football playoff, because that would mean that he would have won the Big 12 championship, something that we have not done, something that nobody thought we could do, picked 14th. And that would prove to me that Neil Brown is the guy. Because in year five, I expect us to compete for conference championships every five years. I think that's not unrealistic for a coach to do. And if he's able to do that, then he will have changed my mind. But going seven and five, eight and four, maybe even nine and three doesn't necessarily change my mind with Neil Brown with this schedule based on what he's done the previous four years. And I think of it this way, Jeremy, you go out with a girl, you go out with her the first date. And she's just rude to the wait staff. She expects you to open the door, not because you don't open the door for people because you're not a gentleman, but, but because she is just the kind of person who's entitled to certain kinds of treatment. She chews with her mouth open. She's just disrespectful and rude the entire time. But for some reason, you decide to go out with her, not another time, not two more times, not just but you go three more times for a total of four dates and her behavior does not change in all four of those dates. It's just abysmal. And then somehow your buddy tells you as a favor to him, please one more date with this girl. I've known her since high school. She's a really good person. I don't know why she's been this way to you and to the people that you've been on, you know, out in public with her, you know, in her presence with, but just give her one more chance. And so you go on that last date with her and also truth be told, you're kind of desperate. You really haven't had many options and you're out on this date with this girl and she wows you, Jeremy. She offers to pay for half of the date. You there? 
Yeah, I'm listening. She offers to pay for half the date. She shows up. She's dressed really nice. She smells really good. She looks better than you've ever seen her. She doesn't look like Cindy Crawford. There's no Halle Berry, but she looks better than you've ever seen her. Would that change your opinion about the other four dates? It's a great question. And that's a great analogy, an example, illustration, whatever you want to say. But I think um, when you say it like that, it makes me think about how perspective changes everything. Because Brandon, how much would your illustration change? If she just wasn't your girlfriend, she was your wife. In the first few years of marriage, it's been terrible. And you go to her and you let her know, this thing is over. Or this thing's about to be over. I'm almost done. I can't do this anymore. Then all of a sudden, you see her making an effort and actually looks like she's changing. Now, I'm not saying you're buying all in off off of the first few months after you told her this. But I'm saying there's reasons, you know, to go to bed feeling a little bit good. Now, you're still a little skeptical. You're very skeptical. Your mind's pretty much made up. But you told her this is it. And so far, she's been doing the things that she needs to do. Will it last? Will it actually change? Has she or has she just been getting by? But but Brandon, (laughs) when you're four and one. (laughs) Wait, we're talking about marriage. Okay. That's what I'm saying. When you're four and one, like you have reason to wake up smiling in the morning. Like you actually feel good. Yeah, you yeah, I mean? because because it's been so bad. Because it's been so bad. But you see her making the changes you asked her to make. But here's okay. So here's where I'm going to break off, and we and we can stop the analogy. Yeah, let's go back to football. Let's go back to football. Let's go back to football. I think everybody because gets it. has because has Neil Brown made the changes we asked him to make? The offense, which he's in charge of, is still bad. Well, first of all, no, 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 hold up, hold up. I'll let you get back to that. But the first thing I will say is we can get more in depth into this offense, which I plan to do. But I will also say when you lose these last four years of losing, we put it on nobody but Neil. Nobody but Neil. That, that is who took the majority of the cake. So when we're winning, how do you not give him somewhat of the credit because we put on them when they were losing. How can we not give them credit when they're winning? He gets the credit because he's the head man. But when it's like when Dana Hogerson's coach special teams, and I would scream out to anybody who would listen, who coaches special teams every time there was a mishap or miscue? Right? The thing I like is, you know, I'm going to just get to my point. Know who you are. Neil Brown, in the fifth year at West Virginia, knows who we are. And knows what we do does well. He, does he? Does he know who he is? When you because every time I hear him talk, he keeps saying that he's good at calling plays, and he's not. And he's not. That's the truth. He he is not. But I will say he's calling games where we're run heavy. Last year we averaged 171 yards uh, rushing. This year we averaged 191 yards rushing. Last year we averaged 227 yards passing. We're down to 155. The total yard output for the offense that he runs last year was 399. This year is 347. But we are possessing the heck out of the ball. Now you could say, what has he done for our defense? By possessing the ball, you give the other team's offense less opportunity and less possessions to score. Matter of fact, uh, uh, last game, we possessed the ball seven more minutes than TCU. So on the year, Brandon, we've possessed the ball 
27 more minutes than our opponents in five games. Part of that is knowing who you are. If you play great defense, if you run the ball, if you know all we have to do is not turn over the ball. Matter of fact, if you look at Alabama in their early years, that's what they did. They didn't have a mobile quarterback. They didn't have a five-star quarterback. What they did was play defense and run the ball. Because Nick Saban knew as long as offense, what do they call that quarterback? The uh, Who just takes care of the game? Game manager. Game manager. As long as we had a game manager, the defense would handle it. And so far, that's been working. Our offense is down from last year. So it's definitely not the offense making us uh, uh, win. But do not. Uh, uh, and by the way, there's somebody at work who said this. Uh, Tony, shout out to Tony. Tony, she said, when the offense possesses the ball like that, it gives less opportunity for the other offense to be on the field. It also gives the defense rest. There are there are big benefits to having the ball a lot more than your opponents. And so far, we're playing to our strengths. That's what Bill Belichick does. He doesn't decide, hey, this is my offense that I'm running. He says, what's going to work? What is the most effective way to win a game? And so far, Neil Brown, you know, has had the humility enough. Can we say humility? Maybe he's just conservative by nature. But right now, it's working. Yeah, Jeremy, I'm not giving him any of this humility business. Have you listened to Neil Brown talk? No, I agree. I agree. I'm just just making a pitch, okay? I hear what you're saying. I will give him credit for retaining Jordan Leslie when there was heat on him to get rid of Jordan Leslie. And Jordan Leslie is a good football coach. Oh, we go get to Jordan Leslie, all right. (laughs) Jordan Leslie is a good football coach. And he makes adjustments in game that are very tangible, they're visible, and they have real impact on what is happening play by play, series by series, game by game. So I give him credit for that. I give him credit that he's got coaches like Jeff Coons, special teams coordinator, who blocked two field goals, one that meant the game, in the game, in the fourth quarter. Um, <laughs> in the biggest moment, Mike Lockhart is there. Jeff Coons is coaching him. I give him credit for those kinds of things. I give him credit for keeping this team focused when you've got two guys, two starters, former starters, deciding they're going to they're going to self redshirt to preserve their their eligibility so they can transfer. I give him credit for keeping the guys focused despite two catastrophic injuries to Aubrey Brooks and Trey Lathan. I give him credit for keeping these dogs hungry and focused and on edge. I give him credit for those things. But he's in charge of the offense and it's the worst unit on the team. That tells me something, Jeremy. They're doing now, I'm not Braden, out here. Braden. I'm not, I'm not out here advocating is, oh, no. for the- I've I've listened to people say I listen to high school football, I listen to college football and they all and they keep saying do your job. And he's not and the, in my opinion. And the offense when you're possessing the ball I, I feel like you're not giving enough credit to that. Jeremy, Jeremy, if that is his plan, great. But your job is to score points. Your, it's to score points. Your job is to win. If if your job is to win, but your your job is to score more points than the other team. I remember if Alabama me, going to the national championship after they beat LSU six to three. And they didn't try okay. nothing if on Neil offense. Brown's plan, if Neil Brown's plan is I don't think we have enough talent on offense to score then I'm going to possess the crap out of the ball, then fine. 
But there's nothing he said that indicates to me that he believes that. But if you look at he the believes Penn, he has, hold up, if you look at the Penn State game, that that that's black and white. You don't put the ball in the air. All they did was run the ball. So so sometimes you gotta look at people's actions instead of their words, because by actions, they show we're going to possess the crap out of the ball. And we don't care about passing yards. We don't care about getting up the 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 field quick. We care about winning and not making stupid turnovers. Yeah, and you also don't care about developing quarterbacks that can hit open receivers. Yeah, well, I don't care about developing. I care about winning. <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> saying that too. I'm not saying that that's how he feels. <laughs> exactly. I I and I'm not. And by the way, I don't. I hope this is not taking too much shine off the win because my feeling about this is. And after saying everything that I've said, all the analogies that I've put out there, all the arguments that I just made, the stats that I just put out into the ethos, I don't care about any of it because we're four and one and nobody expected us to be four and one, especially not me. There were, I shouldn't say nobody. There were very few people and, and Neil said it and and I'll give him credit for saying this. He said, Nobody expected us to be four and one and all the people on social media can say, yeah, yeah, I expected it. No, you didn't. It was only us here in this room. (laughs) And he's right. He is right. Without a shadow of a doubt, doubt, other than maybe Pat McAfee, who made that bet with, with uh, (laughs) Kirk Herbstreet, Kirk Herbstreet, other than him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. There are very few people who expected them to be four and one outside of their facilities. So he gets to, he gets to bask in that. And I'm telling you, I don't care how they're doing it. They're four and one. I am not saying Neil Brown gets fired this year. I didn't think he would get fired if they won five games. They're easily going to win five games. They're going to be. It, we already predicted that they would. We thought they'd lose the TCU, but they would win the next two against Houston and Oklahoma State. They're going to be six and one going into the bounce house. They're going to be six and one going to play UCF, who just had a catastrophic and all time historic collapse to Baylor. Because this isn't a group of five. And we'll get to it, but that's the reason why it's the difference between group of five and power five. Because group of five, you can do whatever you want. Power five, I don't care if you're playing the worst team in the league. You better come up and show up to play a complete four quarters or they can get you. And they got them. And so we have a chance at being seven and one going into Oklahoma. Jeremy, this is just... This season is shaping up to be just a beautiful, beautiful thing for Neil Brown. I, I and he do, can be just so happy that we didn't have the money. I do have that, a question. That he got the extension that he got. But I do have a question for What's you. What's the question? And this is for the people. Like I know people listen to us, and sometimes they think maybe one of the two of us are too negative, and there's people who don't give Neil Brown, Neil Brown four, <laughs> four and one. And 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 by the way, we I love every second of it. Like I'm at the point where I've been beaten into submission where I will accept just winning, and I'm not grading on a curve. It's win or loss, pass or fail. But I will say, in order to show that we are not just these harsh critics, what's the difference, Brandon, between your feelings for Neil Brown, who last year didn't do what we needed him to do, and your feelings for um, Jordan Leslie, our defensive coordinator, who had a terrible year last year? My the because, difference because, is because, Jordan- because we have never headed on Jordan Leslie. What's the difference? The the difference is the resume. The, the first date with Jordan Leslie, that first season, was a good season. It was a good date. We went out, had a good time. The first impression was a good impression with Jordan Leslie. Now, things gradually got worse. 
culminating in a very bad season last year, but it was predictable because of the transfers, because of the size. Like I've always said, if you're slow and small, you're not going to be good at anything, especially not defense. So it was predictable, but he started out as a good defensive coordinator. He showed that he could be a good defensive coordinator. Bingo, there it is. He showed us something. He showed us something. something. In the first four years, Neil Brown really hasn't showed us a lot. Jordan Leslie has showed us something that he can put good defenses on the field. Now, last year was the anomaly, and and it was atrocious, and the secondary was horrible. But that's not who we came to know that Jordan Leslie is. That's the reason why you've never heard on the RVK, I also hate Pitt or J.M. Fiend calling for Jordan Leslie's head because he has shown us something. Neil Brown has not. until this Neil year. Brown has shown me, Neil Brown has shown me nothing until this year, and even this year, I'm skeptical because I feel like we're winning in spite of Neil Brown, not because of Neil Brown. But all that matters is we're winning, and that's truly how I feel. All that matters is we're winning. We end the night singing "Country Roads" every single Saturday, and and that's a good feeling. And I don't know how anybody could feel differently. Like. I don't look at this and think, man, I wish we were losing so we could get rid of Neil Brown. That is not how I feel. It's not how I feel. I'm glad that we're winning. I root for us to win every single game. I don't care about coming on the show and having to eat my words when I said that we would go five and seven. And here we are sitting at four and one with a chance to be seven and one. Realistically, very likely seven and one in about four weeks. I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. I'm happy to be wrong. I'm excited to be wrong. I'm excited to see where this team can go. I'm excited to see how these receivers can grow. I'm excited to see if this offense can mature. And I'm excited to see if this defense can continue their pursuit of greatness. Because they are a really stifling defense, especially the linebackers in in the defensive line. Yeah. I think think, think that just just wraps it all up. Um, You got to be excited. You got to feel good. Who knows where the season will go? But I'm at the spot where you just enjoy what's happening right now. Is Neil Brown going to be the long-term coach? I don't know. Will he be here next year? Probably so because of his contract. But the main thing is we're on this ride together. We are Mountaineers. We wish everybody who got hurt, Audrey Burks, uh, uh, Lathan, and and everybody else. Yeah. I I hope everybody bounces back and, and we're healthy enough to play the next game. But it is just a world of difference. A world of difference when you win but you know, the game. When you're right. winning and you're smiling. Trey, Trey, Lathan, Trey Lathan ain't bouncing back from nothing this year, by the way. He had a he had surgery in Fort Worth. He didn't even get to fly back with the team, so he's not coming back. Aubrey Burke stayed in Fort Worth for observation, but he was up walking, never lost consciousness, knew who he was, where he was, and who everybody else was. So it sounds like there's a good prognosis for him, it sounds like, possibly. They're real tight-lipped on the injury stat, you know, for the most part. So we don't know what's really going on. But Trey Lathan's done for the season. That's almost that's a certainty, you know, just based on if you saw the I didn't yeah, look at the replay. Unfortunate, unfortunate. I saw him get leg whipped. I saw that happen, and then I saw him writhing in pain. Then I saw him calling for the air cast and the cart. So I knew I wasn't rewinding it to see it because my stomach is squeamish. I work in the medical field, and I even I still can't handle looking at just gory stuff. And I wasn't rewinding it to see, but I knew he was done. And then when they said he had surgery, it was, a, it was you know, just a guarantee. Yep. 
But that's, but, a, that's a wrap up. That's a wrap up for the TCU game. That's four in a row. Four. Wait, one. wait, 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 wait. I wanted to talk about the depth, the a little bit more about the statistics. Like the the interesting thing is, quarterback led us in rushing for the second straight game. A different quarterback this time. Okay. What do you think about that? Does that matter to you? No. Because do because, you think CJ? D- because because when you have Garrett Green, Garrett Green's a running quarterback. Like that's part of his job is to make them decide who's getting the ball. And if they're going to key on CJ Donaldson and stack the box, like they were, you see what Garrett Green was able to do when he bounced it outside. He had a lot of big runs because of it. He did not have a lot of big runs, Jeremy. He had that one giant run in the first half to get that touchdown. He only had 80 yards total. He had the one big run in the first half. Um, and then he had some other nice runs, but he did not have a bunch of giant runs. I, 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 again, it's, it's weird. It's almost like smoke and mirrors to me figuring out how we did have one good drive where we threw the ball down the field where Hudson Clement, um, I'm not sure his knee was down. I thought he got in the end zone where I felt like Neil Brown actually called a really good drive. But besides that, I'm not sure what's happening. And CJ Donaldson, somebody tweeted and asked us if CJ Donaldson looked less explosive. Remember that? I don't know what's going on, but something doesn't look right with, with CJ. I don't know if it's his vision is different, or I don't know if he's maybe injured, but something doesn't seem right with him. He seems different this year, or at least in the last couple in the last uh, couple games. Do you feel that at all? Uh, I feel like there's five backs in the Big 12 that I would take over him. So, yeah, probably, because last year he felt more explosive than this year. Don't get me wrong. He's strong. He always falls forward, always gets three or four more yards. He's a, such a strong back. But I don't see the explosiveness. I, I, and I, honestly, like I attribute our rushing game and the success that we've had rushing because our offensive line, even when the defense knows all we're doing is rushing, we still rush. We have a top five offensive line in the country, period. And yet our running backs are making people miss and, and we're still being successful. And the trouble we're going to have is Wyatt Milam, Thomas Remack, Tomas Remack, both injured uh, yesterday to go along with all the defensive injuries. Well, we'll see. So we'll have to wait. Yeah, we'll see where our we'll depth is on, on that offensive line. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm just, it's also curious to me. I'm just very interested to see what happens. Depth at receiver, depth on the offensive line. We've got plenty of depth at running back. Jaheim White got a lot more carries, which I was glad the that Neil Brown... Nerve, the absolute audacity of Garrett Green to miss Rodney <laughs> Gallagher for the touchdown. For the touchdown! The right open wide touchdown. Open. You, wide you texted open. me, and, and your TV was like, I don't know, like probably 10 seconds ahead of mine. So when I saw I was so irritated, Brandon. I was so irritated. So open. So open. But yeah, that was a good play call by by Neil Brown and uh, Garrett Green just missed him. It happens. But yeah, those are the things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about how the defense kept another quarterback almost to almost fifty percent or below twenty one for forty three. Um, oh, hey, thank you for bringing that up. Once again, the defense is doing their things. Not only did we uh, on offense, the offensive line hold the ball seven more minutes than than the opposing team, but on defense, they went six of sixteen on third down. Which brings the total for the year. Opposing offenses in five games have made 20 first downs. They are 20 for 71, 35%. That's what you call defense. 
Yeah, and I'm sorry. He was t- Chad Morris was 23 or 41. So above 50%, but barely. So the defense is just playing excellent football and should have had at least four interceptions. One of them could have been a pick six. Somehow we don't get those interceptions and we still win the game. It's just amazing to me how well the defense is playing. It's does amazing Neil, to me how does, well this. Does Neil Brown get any credit for how much this team believes? The fight yes. and the grit. That, the fight and yes. the grit through yes. through every single second of a game. Because we haven't blown anybody out uh, other than Duquesne. These games, TCU, Texas Tech, Pitt have been games, and our team has not quit, has not given up, has gritted and fought it out. Like I said, do you give Neil Brown credit for that? Mister never give him no credit for nothing? I do give him credit. I told you the things I give him credit for. And that's one of the things I gave him credit for earlier in this conversation. Mr. Clearly not listening to me when I'm talking. Doing something else and all, must be on his phone or something while we're having these conversations. I 100% give him credit for the grit and the guts of this team. I do. 100%. Is that a culture thing? It is a culture thing. And he's building a good culture. Does, I, uh, does, that, lo- does that affect um, how you see a program? I'm just asking the question these other people go ask it. Because you know, you know how I feel about Neil Brown. I'm out on Neil Brown. Sorry, I am. I'm just saying, I'm I'm you know, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah, it does affect the way I see a program. It does. It it does affect the way I see a program. Not as much as wins and losses. So the man is now five hundred. Are you saying like uh four wins in two thousand twenty three? Yeah, he's now 500 for his career. But what's at West he in Virginia? 2023? He's 4-1. Okay, I'm just asking. I, I, sometimes I forget. You know how forgetful. You said that streets stuff Streets want to know. Streets, streets want to know. <laughs> you said it earlier uh, about some stuff, and I forgot it. So, you know, sometimes you got to remind me. I'm just reiterating. Yep, streets want to know. <laughs> like, like I said, don't get... Everybody knows that I feel like... I, I also hate that. I feel like you, Brandon. I, and I'm just enjoying the wins... And I do see, I do now actually see things getting better, but I don't know if it's enough. I don't think it's enough. I don't feel like it's enough. Hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel the same way. I mean, me and you, you and I are in the same page. We're on the same page. He said, I just asked, I just asked these questions for the streets. That's all I'm asking. You know, that's what I do. All right. Well, that's it for the Raspy Voice Kids. That's all we got for today. Thank you for listening to the recap for the TCU review. As always, love us because we love you. And and please like, listen, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us to grow. More people will know about the Raspy Voice Kids. We thank you in advance for taking your time and your energy to do that for us. Holla at your boys. Podcast Network.